ladies, and welcome to the Amazing Bible Book Club. I'm Julie Callio, your host, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Our lesson today continues where we left off yesterday. Amaziah is now king of Judah. He was 25 when he started, and his reign was for 29 years. We are starting in chapter 25 through 32 of Second Chronicles today. Verse 2 says, And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. He killed the servants that killed his dad, King Josiah, but he did not kill the men's sons because of the law of Moses, that each person should be judged by their own actions. He was gathering his great men of valor, and he then hired some mighty men from the northern tribes of Israel to fight with him. An unnamed man of God came and told him to not take the Israelites, for the Lord is not with Israel, and if he does, they will lose. The king said, But what about the money that I already gave them? And the prophet said, The Lord will give you back even more than what you paid out. So King Amaziah sent back the Israelites, and this made them mad. So Judah went against the children of Seir, which are from Edom, and they won. But while they did that, the soldiers from Israel came against the cities of Judah, and they killed 3,000 people and carried off a lot of plunder. Well, the king had brought back some of Edom's gods with him, and he bowed down to them and burnt incense to them. A prophet came to him and said, Why worship them? They couldn't even fight you off. This angered the king and said, Who are you? I haven't called you to be the counsel for the king. Stop this or be killed. Then the prophet responded, God has determined to destroy you because you have not listened to my counsel. King Amaziah then sent word to meet with Joash, king of Israel. He sent a derogatory word back to him and refused, but Amaziah would not take no for an answer. They met at Bethshemus of Judah, and Israel attacked and brought Amaziah, king of Judah, back to Jerusalem and made him watch as they broke down part of the wall of Jerusalem. Israel then took the gold and the silver and the vessels that were from the house of God, as well as from the king's house, and they even took hostages and returned them to Samaria. The people of Jerusalem then conspired against their king. He fled to Lachish, but they caught him there and killed him. They did bring his body back to be buried in Jerusalem in the city of Judah. The people then took Uzziah, who was 16 years old at the time, and made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. He reigned for 52 years. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, the prophet of God. The king fought against the Philistines, Arabians, and Mahunams, and won. He built towers, and he fixed the corner gate of Jerusalem, and he fortified it. He had much cattle and livestock, fields and vineyards. He had a host of fighting men. He also used devices 
that could shoot arrows and throw great stones from the top of the towers which were invented by talented men. And in verse 15b of chapter 26, it says, And his name spread far and wide, for he was marvelously helped until he was strong and powerful. But once again, when one is at the top of the world, one usually comes back down. He went into the temple of the Lord and burnt incense upon the altar. Azariah, the priest, with the other priests, approached the king and said, Only priests who are consecrated should do this. This angered Uzziah. And while he had the censer in his hand, leprosy appeared on his forehead. They pushed him out, and when the king realized he had leprosy, he ran out of there. He was a leper until he died, and he was buried in a field which belonged to the kings due to his leprosy. Jotham, his son, was the next king. Jotham was 25, and he reigned for 16 years. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, like his dad, except he did not enter the temple of the Lord. Thank goodness. He was a great builder and fought against the Ammonites and won. They paid tribute to Judah for about three years. He then died and was buried in the city of David, and Ahaz, his son, was the next king. Ahaz was 20 and reigned for 16 years. He did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He followed the kings of Israel and made molten images for Balaam, a false god. He also burnt incense and sacrificed his children in the fire like the heathens. Because of this, the Lord his God delivered him to the king of Syria and then to Israel as well. Many leaders were killed and people were taken away as captives. A prophet of the Lord, Oded, went before Israel at Samaria and told them to not keep the captives from Judah or they would experience the fierce wrath of the Lord. Then some of the leaders approached the warriors and said, Don't bring the captives here for we have already offended the Lord. Then they clothed and fed and gave medical treatment to the captives and took them to Jericho. Verse 19 of chapter 28 says, The Lord brought Judah low because King Ahaz made Judah naked and transgressed against the Lord. King Ahaz asked the king of Assyria to help him fight, so he made a pact with Tilgah-Pilneser, king of Assyria, and paid him, and so the king of Assyria fought against Judah's enemies. King Ahaz did more evil after he was distressed, and he sacrificed to the gods of Damascus. He built places all throughout Judah. This provoked the Lord to anger, and Ahaz died and was buried in the city, but he was not buried with the kings. Hezekiah, his son, was the next king. His reign began at age 25, and he reigned for 29 years. He did what was right in the sight of God. He started by repairing the doors of the temple. He gathered the priests and the Levites and sanctified them and the house of the Lord God of their fathers. And he cleaned out all of the filthiness. It was his heart to make a covenant with the Lord in order to turn away God's wrath. 
It took the priest eight days to sanctify the house of the Lord, and the king brought forth a huge sin offering, and the priest offered it unto the Lord for all of Israel. Then the king set Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals and psalteries, which are like dulcimers, and harps, according to the command of David, and of Gad the king's seer, and of Nathan the prophet, for so was it commanded by the prophets. When the offering began, so did the song of the Lord, also with the trumpets and other instruments, which were ordained by King David of Israel. And the worship and music continued until all of the burnt offerings was finished. Then the kings and all the people bowed down and worshipped. The people then were invited to bring their own offerings, but there was too much and the priests were too few. So the Levites helped until other priests were sanctified because the Levites had already sanctified themselves. Verse 34 of chapter 29 says, For the Levites were more upright in heart to sanctify themselves than the priests. Now in chapter 30, King Hezekiah sent letters to all of Israel and Judah and invited them to come to the house of the Lord at Jerusalem in order to keep the Passover. That's the celebration that commemorates that the Israelites came out of Egypt. And the decree went out from Beersheba to Dan. Again, that's all of Israel. In the letter he wrote, it said, Ye children of Israel, turn again to the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and he will return the remnant that had escaped out of the hand of the kings of Assyria. Don't be like your fathers, don't be stiff-necked, but yield to the Lord, enter his sanctuary, and serve the Lord your God, so that God's fierce anger may turn away, and then you can find compassion for the Lord is gracious and merciful, and he will not turn his face from you if you return to him. But many of the children of Israel laughed and mocked. However, some from Asher, Manasseh, and Zebulun humbled themselves and came to Jerusalem. The Lord also gave them unity of mind to follow the king's commands and officials. The people took all of their idols and cast them into the brook Kidron. So they observed the Passover. Once again, there were so many people that there were not enough priests who were sanctified in order to do the sacrifices. So the Levites were there and they were sanctified, so they helped. Now, not all the people had prepared themselves as directed in Scripture. But King Hezekiah prayed for them that the Lord would pardon everyone that sought the Lord, and the Lord healed the people. It was a worship feast for seven days, and they were having so much fun they did it for another seven days. And there was great joy in Jerusalem. There was nothing like it since the time of Solomon, the son of King David. Then the priest and the Levites arose and blessed the people and their prayers went up to heaven. When it was done, all Israel that was present went home and they took down the high places and the altars. The king had appointed the priests and Levites to their courses. 
The people then offered the first fruits festivals and their tithes so that the Levites and the priests were taken care of. Hezekiah was good and right and truthful before the Lord his God. He sought his God and he did it with all of his heart and he prospered. In chapter 32, we see that Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, entered Judah in order to win it for himself. So they fortified their defenses, and the king said to the people, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord our God is with us to help us and to fight our battles. The Assyrians belittled the God of Israel, and because of this, the prophet Isaiah prayed and cried out to heaven, and the Lord sent an angel and cut off the camp of Assyria, and the Lord protected Jerusalem and guided them on every side. We then see that Hezekiah was sick unto death, and he prayed and got a miraculous sign, but the king was proud and did not respond to the kindness shown him. And the Lord became angry at him. Hezekiah repented for his pride and God showed mercy. Hezekiah prospered again in all of his works. But ambassadors from Babylon came and inquired of the king and his wondrous miracle. Then it ends with God left him to try him that God might know all that was in Hezekiah's heart. The rest of Hezekiah's story is found in Isaiah, which is one of the major prophets, as well as the kings of Judah and Israel. We call that first and second kings. And his story is found in second kings chapters 18 through 20. Hezekiah died and was buried in the best of the sepulchers of the sons of David. And all Judah and Jerusalem did honor him at his death. And Manasseh, his son, reigned next. One thing that is clear is that the Lord will fight for us if we are seeking his face. But the main thing that struck me in this passage was that King Hezekiah sent a letter to all of the tribes of Israel to invite them to come to Jerusalem and to partake of the Passover. It seems that the northern ten tribes have already been taken over by Assyria, but we don't know to what extent at this time. But what this says to me is that we should not write off anybody. We should always invite people to worship the Lord. Also, it's not good to say they got what they deserve, but we are to be merciful as the Lord has been merciful to us. Also, in like manner, for instance, if somebody hurts me, I can easily write them off and have nothing to do with them. But God calls us to forgive. But as my psychology professor in college used to say, he who forgives and forgets is a fool. So people from Israel did come down. And one of the things I love is how Hezekiah interceded for those who came who did not know exactly how to approach God. But God was merciful because they were seeking him and because of Hezekiah's prayer. So, ladies, is there someone that the Lord is bringing to your mind and placing on your heart? If yes, then pray for them. Pray as Hezekiah that they will turn to the Lord and not be stiff-necked, but that they will yield to the Lord. In other words, stop fighting him. 
enter his sanctuary. In today's words, we could say, go to church and fellowship with believers and serve the Lord. If we are Christians, we are not just saved so that we can go to heaven. We are saved to serve the Lord. And when we turn to him, we find compassion, grace, and mercy from the Lord. Some mocked him. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 10, 14, that whosoever shall not receive you or hear your words, when you depart from them, shake the dust off your feet. In other words, let it go and give them over to God. You did your part. So ladies, if you hear his voice, if he's bringing someone to mind, don't harden your heart. Instead, let's be women who pray and obey. Until next time, and thank you so much for listening.